Chris say something in the mirror? Um, go ahead. Cancel someone else, Chris. Cancel someone else. Who can I cancel? Can um, cancel. I'm going to cancel. I'm going to cancel ostriches. I'm going to cancel <laughs> them because they're <laughs> fucking <laughs> weird. Yeah, fuck ostriches. Fuck ostriches. You know where they're from? Australia. Emus. But they might. Emus. Aren't they from Australia? Emus are from Emus Australia. Are from Australia. Where, are, where are ostriches from? Literally Africa, bro. Fuck ostriches. My mom got a goddamn uh, scar because an ostrich kicked her. So, fuck ostriches. Yeah. One time I went to one of those parks where you, like, have that tub of food, and they were like, don't feed the ostriches, so I didn't. And then an ostrich came over and picked the crap out of my bag thing, and yeah. I was so terrified. Ostriches are dicks. They got a small brain, but they got a big mouth. And so, they they, all they want is food. 42 miles an hour. Um, it's 43. Whoa. Mm. Oh, mm. whoa. Yikes. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Fast Pass, the history podcast in close to 30 minutes or less. As always, <laughs> I'm Megan. I am Jason. And I'm Chris, and uh, I decided to come back for the rest of the month after the Malcolm X episode, so you know what it is. I'm back. <laughs> so Chris is an actor and playwright and a close friend of ours who's doing his own episode at the end of this month. Spoiler alert. But, uh, Spoiler. Uh, who, who, are you, who are we talking about today? Because, like... It's today and not later on. It is today, not later on. Today we're talking about Toussaint Louverture, who was the leader of the Haitian Revolution, the only successful slave revolt in history. In all of history? In literally all of history. Oh, shit. That's nice. Yeah. But sad at the same time. Yeah. But uh, you mentioned that in a past episode, right? <laughs> yeah, I did briefly in our Trujillo assassination episode. Go listen to that one, too. Um, he is a figure that's pretty much hidden from traditional history. Surprise, surprise. And he's a complete badass. So today we're celebrating him, his life, and his accomplishments. So Toussaint was born Francois Dominica Brenna. Bredda. Bredda. Breda? Breda. Breda. God damn it. I can't pronounce for shit. But anyone who listened to Fast Pass would know that we can't pronounce for shit. I'm going to try it again, Fast Pass fans. Francois Dominica Breda. Breda? Is I don't know. It, you gave me a I'll, look, I'll Jason. Give you a pass. I don't know. I'm just judging you. Fine. He was born that in the early 1740s. What? What, Chris? He was born that. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> he was born Francois Dominica Breda. There we go. In the early 1740s in the French colony of Saint Domingue. His exact date of birth is unknown, and actually, many accounts have information that contradicts itself because he became kind of like a legend. And we saw the same trend happening with both Rasputin and Trujillo but for different reasons. Mm. Now, just a quick background on uh, Saint-Domingue. Columbus, quote-unquote, discovered the island of Hispaniola and originally claimed it for the Spanish, committing genocide and enslaving the Taino who lived there. Many of them died of diseases or, you know, their Achilles tendon was cut so they couldn't run away. Mm. Now, in 1695, due to the Treaty of Ryswick, uh, Spain formally handed over the western half of the colony to France, and thus Saint-Domingue was born. This colony relied heavily on slave labor, of which most came from Africa via the dehumanizing slave trade. They were forced to work on tobacco, indigo, sugar, and later coffee plantations. Now, the numbers between the French settlers and the enslaved peoples was always very unbalanced. In the beginning of the 18th century, there were numbers like 6,000 white settlers to 35,000 enslaved people. Wow. Double wow. Significant. Now, flash forward to 1779, where the number blew up to 32,000 white settlers and 250,000 enslaved people. Well, shit. Well, shit. Triple that. 
So Saint-Domingue obviously is what we call a slave society in which every aspect was impacted by enslavement. While of course the enslaved Africans were subjected to brutal exploitation, there were they were, quote, defenseless against their masters. They struggled with overwork and its usual compli- compl- Thank you. underfeeding. Um, life expectancy for these enslaved people were abysmal. One in three that came to the island would die in the first year alone. Fuck. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I'm, I'm not surprised. You know, even though it's shitty, I, I saw that coming. You know, like, it's not surprising, but it is disgusting. Yeah, it's very. Like, it's so just. One in three. That's like, um, one of us would be dead right now. Dibs. Yeah. Dibs. <laughs> dibs. Oh my god. Um, my loans are more than yours, so I'm gonna call dibs on that one. Yikes. Thanks. Um, so, okay, boom, right? <laughs> <laughs> Waiting for you the whole time. <laughs> boom. Um, so now uh, there was one, um, but I don't really want to say good because, you know, it still wasn't really that good. But there was one saving grace for the slaves. Um, in 1685, the French introduced the Code Noir, which did things like uh, stipulate the amount of food to provide, permitted plantation owners use whippings and other forms of violence and terror to discipline their slaves. And now this is, you know, of course, it's terrible, it's awful. But the one saving grace of it was that uh, it stated that the owners also had the right to free their slaves and allowed enslaved people to purchase their own freedom. This meant that by the time Toussaint and the revolution took place, there was a significant amount of freed slaves in Saint-Domingue, which allowed our boy Toussaint, you know, to, to do what he had to do. And he was also included in that freed slave. Hell yeah. But anyways, let's let's go back to to uh, Toussaint. So now we have like basic history covered. Uh, before we go any further, just know that there's a little bit of information about his childhood, like a l- very little bit of information, because uh, records of slaves was so poorly kept. Of course. But back to it. In his slave years, he was known as Toussaint Breda. Breda. Yeah, say it the way you're supposed to say it, Jason. <laughs> say Breda. Uh, Toussaint Breda. Thank you. Uh, he was named after the plantation he was born on. Legend has it that he was a sickly child who subjected himself to a uh, physical regimen from a young age to ensure his survival. He worked out. Yeah. Hitting the gym. Gains. <laughs> Toussaint gains. Toussaint yeah. had some sick gains. Uh, some accounts of his childhood point to some kind of formal, educa- like formal education, citing his French godfather and uh, Jesuit missionaries and teaching him. He read widely, though. Uh, we know that for sure. Philosophers like Julius Caesar and I don't know this man's name. Gilliam Raynal? Yeah. That sounded that sounded right. We're going to use that. Yeah. Gilliam Raynal, who was uh, a French Enlightenment thinker who was against slavery. Although he could read, he could neither write uh, or didn't write well. For He relied on secretaries during the revolution. On the plantation, he worked with horses, and livestock, which gave him a mastery of equestrian skills. In 1776, he gained his freedom at age 33, but he remained on the plantation as an overseer. It was here that he started to gain property of his own and became prosperous for himself. He converted to Catholicism, married uh, Cecily. Cecily, yeah. Married Cecily when he was 18, and then married Suzanne later, who was his wife during the Revolution. Now, interestingly enough... By the time of the revolution in 1791, Toussaint was a free man, but also a slave owner himself. Mm, mm. 
all very interesting. But now let's get to the fun part. Let's get to the revolution. Just want to state really quickly that the books I was reading said that 33 was actually like elderly at this time. Like most people did not make it to 33. So when he died, he was like 50 something. And that was like ancient because slave conditions were so poor that most people didn't make it to 33. Damn. Shout out to Morgan Freeman. I don't know why. I just heard old age. So I want to shout him out. Well, okay. So, Lenin, uh, Vladimir Lenin. Hold on, hold on, pause. Lenin, like, so, one? Hold on, backtrack. Morgan Friedman. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, where did that come from? I have no idea. You know he married his step-granddaughter? Yeah. So, (laughs) he's also a beekeeper now. Yeah, he's actually, like, saving the bees. Shout out to Morgan Freeman. This is why I said this. Does it have anything to do with the Anyways, you mentioned Lenin. Yes, I did. Vladimir Lenin. Like, US, like, USSR, like, no, wait, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, USSR. USSR, Soviet Union, Lenin. Yeah, that same Lenin. Now, um, Lenin stated that there were three conditions that needed to happen in order for revolution to take place. So let's see if Haiti checks off these things. Okay. Uh, One, the ruling class were no longer able to carry out ruling their old ways. Check. Uh, Two, all the indecisiveness, wavering, unstable, and intermediate elements of society had sufficiently exposed themselves in the eyes of the people and had bankrupted themselves politically. Give us a check mark. Check. Okay. Uh, <laughs> the ruled should no longer be prepared to tolerate being ruled in the old way. Oh, yeah. And that's a hyper check mark mm-hmm. there. So. Bold, underline, <laughs> italicized. That's a check. That's a check that we also have here in America. I'm going to say. Now, all these Oof. things happened in the colony. You can take that out. I'm going to start over again. Sorry, Jason. I know you make you make an uncomfortable face. <laughs> oh no, that's staying. <laughs> okay, that's fine because I'm I'm very you know I'm very critical of our country as we all should be. Um, so all these things happened in the colony of Saint Domingue. This happened because the French Revolution was going on at the time, and the colony was inspired by this and the idea of the majority overthrowing the minority for a better way of life. Now, Toussaint is quoted saying, As soon as unrest began in Saint-Domingue, I saw that the whites could not last because they were divided and heavily outnumbered. Hmm. Which, if we go back to before, remember there were 250,000 enslaved people for 36 or 32,000 white mm, people. That's always how it is. Super mm-hmm. overnumbered, outnumbered, whatever. So he got involved the moment the slave rebellion began, and that is when he changed his last name to Louveteau, which was either a reference to his military ability or referring to a gap in his teeth that he had that was caused by a musket ball, or yet a, other scholars think that it refers to an anti-slavery passage from, quote, a philosophical and political history of the settlement and trade of the Europeans in the East and West Indies, unquote. That is a very long title. Yeah, I would like to think that his name came from the, the teeth thing, because that's a really interesting thing, but I feel like it probably came from the anti-slavery passage. Yeah, yeah. probably. The teeth thing is cool, though. It you is know, pretty cool. We should all have names for our teeth. Chip Skylark. <laughs> <laughs> now, um, this revolt was significant because this colony was the most profitable, profitable one in the Americas. It supplied about 66% of all French tropical produce and accounted for approximately 33% of all French foreign trades. Yo, fuck the French. Oh, my God. Like, they sound like they're trying to speak cursive while underwater. <laughs> I'm going to co-sign with that. Fuck the French. Oh fuck God. the French. Okay. Um, so the slaves of Northern Saint-Domingue organized and planned a massive rebellion, which began on August 22nd, 1791. Toussaint quickly rose the ranks and became general and eventually became the leader of the entire independence movement. His forces had an interesting ally at first, Spain. 
Why Spain, you would say? Well, guess what? They joined together against the French because if you remember from the Trujillo episode, the French and the Spanish, they fucking hated each other. Same. So, of course, they're like, hey, you want to get back at France? Hell yeah. Hell Me <laughs> too. Um, this, this, this stopped, though, um, once French, <laughs> France abolished slavery. That was sounded very weird. This stopped, though, when France abolished slavery and then Toussaint turned and sided with the French against the Spanish and the English. Motherfucker, what? <laughs> Don't trust anyone. Not even yourself. Not even yourself. Yes. Uh, yeah, it got pretty complicated. See, everyone had a little hand in this revolution, even America, but because they didn't want the slave revolt to win and inspire a slave revolt in their own newly established United States of America, of course. Okay, so boom. So between the years of <laughs> okay, 1792 so and 1802, there was fucking chaos on the island. I mean, at one point, there was like, what, six groups vying for different goals. There were the slaves, there were the free people of color, which were the free mixed people because they had uh, rapist white daddies. And there were the petite blancs, which were the poor white rapists. And oh there were God. the grand blancs, which were the rich white rapists. Um... That allegedly, those last two, but it definitely would, that first one. It would more likely be the Grand Blancs because they were the ones who owned the plantations. The the Petit Blancs usually only owned a very small portion of land, and actually most times free slaves were at or better than the Petit Blancs. Ah, okay, uh. so Petit Blancs, alleged rapists, but those other two. The Grand Blancs? Oh, yeah. Probably. Um, And there's uh, the invading Spanish as well, and then the English troops, oh, and the French military. So they all, you know, had uh, different goals that they were vying for. And uh, this whole revolution, like Megan mentioned before, was very complicated. But at this point, Toussaint was head of it all. So as the war raged on and the power shifted to the ex, uh, ex-slaves uh, who were declared free by the abolition decree of the National Convention in France on February 5th, 1794, this is where the starting, uh, this is where the fighting actually began against the Spanish. Yeah, where the French sided with Toussaint against the Spanish at the point. Yeah. Right. Yeah, so in 1797, Toussaint officially established his leadership position. Uh, he threw out the rest of the British forces. He expelled people who would harm the country. He took the war to Spanish Santo Domingo, which was a bold strategy and one of the reasons that they have such horrible, what is that called, um, communication? Relationship. They have a shit relationship with each other because Toussaint went and took over the capital of Santo Domingo for a little bit. And he gave the colony a new constitution, though. Wow. See? A happy ending after all. Yeah, and as a reward for that, he treated himself by claiming himself as the governor general for life. For life. For life. Yikes. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That seems interesting. Um, But it's okay, because between the years of 1800 and 1802, he did try to rebuild the country, uh, the colony that had been left in shambles from the war, as well as rebuilding the economy. So he did this by rebuilding economic relationships with countries like Great Britain and the United States. He tried to feed his people again. He restored the coffee and sugar estates, but he made sure that the labor was paid. And he stopped the massacre of white and mixed people, which had been going on since the start of the war because they were seen as the enemy. Hmm. Um, Now, although he was the governor general for life, he still considered himself French. And he actually pledged his loyalty to France and to Napoleon Bonaparte. Hmm. Fuck the French. Fuck the French. Oh, my God. But I wonder how that went. (laughs) (laughs) i do i'm very curious yeah probably as you would have expected um 
called it. Oh my god. Fucking called it. <laughs> Fucking called it. Yeah, Napoleon was neither impressed by this, mm. uh, nor did he forgive Toussaint for murdering a whole bunch of people in this war. I don't war. forgive the French either. It's okay. Okay. <laughs> in fact, um, Napoleon's reaction was to send 20,000 troops in 1801 to reclaim the island for France. The greatest punishment. Yeah, great. Civil war, because that always has to happen. And it's all because of the fucking French. I'm telling I mean, you. I mean, it's, it's, the the, French. it's the French colony. Of course it would happen because of the French. It's their fucking colony. It's also Napoleon. It's also Napoleon. By the way, <laughs> that ice cream that has vanilla, chocolate, and strawberry is not called a Napoleon. It's called a Neapolitan. Neapolitan. You were calling it Napoleon the whole time? I was calling it Napoleon the whole time. So now, now you know. <laughs> the things you I, learn on like, Fast Pass. I knew it was Neapolitan, but I thought the Neapolitan was named after Napoleon. No I thought would, all three. No, no, no. No one would name anything after Napoleon. He was horrible. We'll get to that in a later episode. Yeah. Now, luckily for the colony, <laughs> most of Napoleon's troops and the backup 10,000 troops that were sent over in 1802... They died of an epidemic of yellow fever. Nice. So, yeah, Jason, fuck the French, I guess. Yeah. I guess the island was literally like, fuck we are tired of you. You murdered a lot of our people. Yeah, so Napoleon was um, obviously not really happy about this outcome, and he ended up deceiving and kidnapping Toussaint. He exiled him back to France where he was tortured, and he died of pneumonia in 1803. Wow, and the rest is history? Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, before we go, just know that the colony did actually gain legitimate independence under a man who was named Jean-Jacques de Sellier. Um, I mean, it happened through a lot of brutality and destruction, according to my book. But nonetheless, Haiti was born, the first independent black nation in the Americas. Hey, and the rest is history. There you go. Thank you guys so much for tuning in again. If you would like any of our sources or you'd like to request future episodes, you can DM us on Twitter. We're at FastPast1. I try to keep up with Twitter, but I always fail. Or you could email us at FastPassPodcast at gmail.com. Chris, want to plug yourself? Sure. Um, <laughs> I don't have a Twitter anymore. I had to get rid of that for uh, obvious. Because you got canceled. I got canceled. Um, cancel Chris Grant, by the way, guys. Spread the hashtag. Um, so you can find me on Instagram if you didn't see the last ep- If you didn't hear, I'm thinking that you guys can see this. If you didn't hear the last episode, um, you can find me on Chris Grant, the actor, on Instagram. Um, you can listen to the last podcast. I was on that about Malcolm X where I have to clear up one thing. I do not have beef with Martin Luther King. Oh, don't you? I love Martin Luther King. I just have beef with, you know, how he handled things. I want to make that clear. All right, just wanted to just wanted to know because uh, <laughs> you kind of you kind of quite opinionated went, in that episode. Uh, went yeah, in I on went him. off. I went off, but his, yeah. you know, his methods. But not he's a you know, well, he cheated on his wife. And wasn't he accused of sexual assault? <sighs> Maybe I and do. didn't he abandon like uh, all of the people in the first march of, of uh, Selma, Selma, where John Lewis got his head bashed in? Look, everyone. As Jason mentioned earlier this week as we were yelling at each other in the car, everyone does bad things, but everyone also does good things. Not the French. Fuck Fuck the the French. (laughs) Well, I think it's important for us to learn about not only the good things people do, but the bad things people do, because we should not put anyone on a pedestal, because everyone is innately human. You are correct. Nobody should be put on a pedestal. Especially Especially not the French. Oh, my good God. Thank you all for listening. See you in the next one. (laughs) Bye-bye. Goodbye. Jesus Christ.